0: Welcome back to the viewers. This is the Tipped Out podcast, episode three. Uh, a little bit, a little bit different format. This is, uh, this is our third podcast, but finally we have some, some little visual here for you. Hopefully we can bring more, more. The regime. Yeah. So, let's hop right into it, kid. So, talking about Tiger and his son Charlie.
1: Yeah. All right, so they are playing in the PNC Championship, which, from what I understand, is just a I think it's a two-day event, and it's like family, so you can have like a brother play with you, or in Tiger's case, his son is playing with him. Um, I think the big the big question is like how good is Charlie? You know, <laughs> that, that's true. Because you I've been you read all the things. I mean, obviously he's sick. Like, mm-hmm. it's tough to he's shooting thirty three. Like he shot thirty three in a. U.S. Kids event, so he's eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, what what team? <laughs> when I was eleven, I think I shoot like fifty-three. Yeah, fifty-three.
0: Really, well, I, I wasn't sniffing that at eleven. Eleven. What what grade are you in at eleven years old? That's
1: sixth. Is it sixth? Yeah, I was I was talking about. <laughs> Let's see. Pre-K, starting fourth. <laughs> kindergarten, fifth. First, sixth. Second, seventh. Third, eighth. Fourth, ninth. Fifth. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, numbers. It's like
0: Yeah, in the '70s, '80s for nine. <laughs> like, there's no. Yeah, dude. So. Still so doing that. The
1: question I have then is, could we beat him? Me and you basketball. Straight up. So, it's his ball against our two balls.
0: Oh, I, I think so, bro. If it's, if it's you and I best ball against him, like, get, you got his stats, bro. What are, what are his stats?
1: What are his uh... – All right, so, by 11 years old, um, he's 4'9". I got, so him. got him on the height. I mean, he, he weighs in at 101 pounds, and, and this is as of August 17th. 2020. So, I mean, if you hit a girl spurt, man, he could be pushing five feet by now. Jeez. He could, yeah. He could almost weigh as much as me. Who knows?
0: Well, as as you know. Mechanic, bro, we, we know height height
1: is irrelevant. I get, like, how far do you think he can hit
0: it? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like, mechanics are unmatched. We've seen him uh, hit a ball next to each other, but that's it's, what it comes down to. Like, what, what tees are we playing? Are we going to play are – we, are we tipping it out? Of course we are. I mean, this is a tipped-out podcast. Of course we're tipping it out.
1: Yeah, I would I hope we can beat him if we make him tip it out. Yeah. I, hope he, I hope he doesn't hit it further than I do. That would be demoralizing. <laughs> Dude, I don't think he – The first tee I said I'm first, hit a good one, I'm like, yeah, I felt good. And he just hits it 20 yards past me, we're done.
0: Yeah, that that would that would have me that that'd shake me up. I, I don't know. Man. I don't. I don't. I think we got him.
1: I think we could beat him. I think obviously the course would matter. If he came to Delhi, he has no chance. No, no shot. shot. You think greens three, four, five, and six, dude? He's eleven. He hasn't seen greens like that before. He just putted off the green. I think I think we got to
0: bring him into our our world a little bit. You know, have him have him come on the house first.
1: No, yeah, Tiger, if you're watching this, it'll come out again. Great influence on your son.
0: But so now the real question, the real question, can, what about you and I against Tiger and his son? How many, how many strokes, how many strokes are they giving us?
1: Dude, I don't even know. Like, So, well, say we're playing best ball, so essentially they're probably taking Tiger's ball on most holes.
0: Okay. You know, okay.
1: So if Tiger was to go out and choose 65 on us, and then Charlie chips in on two holes so for, <laughs> but for a 63, you and I, like, best ball? I mean, we're not going to do that. We could. We could if we were really hot and we ham and egged it. All right, well, episode four is probably going to
0: be the uh, post-interview of that that match we have with Tiger and his son. Yeah. But All right, so next topic, let's hop into that. We've already established that we're going to absolutely pummel Charlie Woods in a best ball. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're definitely going yard on that, tipping it out
1: um let's let's skip over to um kind of the thoughts on bryson and then just the whole distance debacle right now in golf which is interesting in my opinion um if you look at it a lot of people are asking for technology change or a way to combat the distance because they think it's too overpowering and people who hit it further are going to succeed more, which I don't know if I see that. I mean, I've looked at world rankings. Let's do this first. Top 10 guys in the world. I know you've looked at it recently, but give me five names that you think are on there, that you know are on there, out of the top 10. Five guys that you know are in the top 10.
0: Okay, so we got DJ. Yep. Um, Rory,
1: yep, the goat,
0: yep, go Bryson, yep,
1: three for three.
0: Morakawa is Morikawa on there, he is Morakawa. Okay, and how many did you say? Do give you five? Five, now. you got one more.
1: Mm-hmm. You're four for four, right now. I'm four for four. They changed that at, what is it, Wendy's? It's four for five now, isn't it? I think so. It's something, something not right. Anyway, uh, Don't eat fast food. It's bad for you. Let's go, let's go Webb Simpson. Webb. That's one that you wouldn't have gotten if you hadn't just looked at it.
0: Exactly. That's, that's where I was at.
1: Other names, Patrick Cantley, hmm. Terrell no, like, no, No one knows that those guys are top ten. Um, Xander Shawley, he's probably a little more known, but yeah. um, anyway, distance to World Golf Ranking, there are really four guys that it looks like it has any sort of correlation with. DJ is first World Golf Ranking, fifth Driving Distance, uh, Rahm is second World Golf Ranking, 19th Driving Distance, and Rory is fourth World golf, third driving distance. Other than that, everyone else, JT is tied for 87th driving distance, third in the world. Every other guy on the list is outside the top 100 driving distance. Wow. So, I mean.
0: that That's just, that's crazy. we have had this talk before in class with one of our professors about, you know, everyone always says, you know, short game is the key to scoring. It's the key to becoming a good, you know, uh, low handicap golfer, I 100% agree. And I think it was, I can't remember which professor it was, but remember that conversation we had about it's now becoming about who hits it the furthest? That's usually the, the best golfer. But I think yeah. it's only when you have like all those aspects together. I mean, yeah, it's about, about DJ before. DJ isn't hitting it shorter or farther than he used to. No. He just is now a an amazing putter and an amazing short game artist. Like it's he's got the other aspects to his game. Now he's now he's a wholesome player. And exactly look, look, what, look what happens. He's masters champion, you know, multiple majors, first in the world. I heard a crazy stat the other day. If he if he holds it for a couple more weeks or something, he, he ties Tiger's like incredible Rain at the top for how many weeks held at number one? I think if if he holds it until the new year or something,
1: like in a row. I don't think it could possibly be in a row because it wasn't Tiger's like insane.
0: Yeah, but I think I
1: think getting close to that or
0: something. Maybe. I think it is consecutive.
1: We will we will fact check that. But it's. I think that's going to need a fact check. I'm going to fact check on that. (laughs) (laughs) um no I wanted to touch on oh balance I mean it doesn't matter I feel like media things like that they like to just get caught up in one thing it's so one-dimensional distance distance then it's like equipment and it like and there's so much it doesn't matter you can take the guy who hits it 350 like long drive guys they have no chance it's all I mean This stage, it's how you bring all aspects day in, day out for consistency. And there's guys that have it all and guys that don't. Like, DJ, for example, if you look at his master stats, they're all just, like, he's top 20 in every statistic. His worst one is putting. Putting was his worst stat. And people like to be like, yeah, you have to have a good putting week to win, which he had a solid putting week. He didn't have the best putting week.
0: Yeah.
1: He just he was just good across the board. He was probably, by average, the best driver in the field. He was sixth driving distance and 13th in accuracy. So, if you put both those together, no one's really matching that. Yeah. I mean, uh, the guys that were ahead of him distance-wise, they all hit less fairways, so.
0: Everyone was so worried coming into the Masters that off Bryson's last win that he was just gonna overpower the course, yeah. take over the game, and it goes to show that it's it's not always it. You're not always gonna have a good week just because you're hitting it far. Granted, he is hitting it he's hitting it solid. He's hitting it deep. Oh, he's hitting he's, hitting he's hitting his targets. And he, he's deep.
1: But when it's offline it's not good.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what my father's told me a bunch. It's The farther you hit it, this, it just means the farther you get to hit it offline. Like, you yeah, know, that's Andrew, true
1: to an extent.
0: It just goes to show that it's just going to – like the game is changing, mindset is changing. But to go back to what you were saying, how everything is so distant in the media, um, I think it's that way due to the fact that as the majority – of golfers, the the consumer market of the golf industry. Think about how many times you've talked to a client and they say, you know, you know, they tell you what they want. Yeah, I want to hit it farther, like you in on a chip shot, like those little those little things that they see the pros do. You know, they want, but they don't take into consideration all the other factors. The, you know, the amount of time practice, all that kind of stuff. So when the media has a chance to have some propaganda and post this new driver is going to make you deep like Bryson, or, you know, we got to change the game because golfers are getting too deep, that kind of stuff. It's, it's just kind of like a gimmick. And it's, oh yeah, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing that to be worried about in the industry. You know, I think Tiger and Nicholas touched on it before, you know, what they would do. Um, if the, topic of distance is ever too much. So, you know, what would they do in terms of the equipment? I think they said they would, they would change the ball. They would just have the ball be a little different, whether it's size, shape, yeah. aerodynamics, you know, kind of just, you know, the ball is hot, club faces are hot, you know, everything's jailbroke technology. Everything is seemingly maxed out each year, and yet we find something else. In terms of distance, though, how how would you – create distance? What do you think is one of the top ways to create distance, whether it be, of course it's going to have to be
1: off, off the course, right? Like, you're not you're not going out there and then just all of a sudden creating speed. Oh, no, no. You have to, I mean, it's it comes slowly. This is funny coming from me because I hit it so far. But, uh, I, I mean, as like, if you watch like or see anything about what Bryson has done, or what some of these guys are doing now, it's more, I mean, and people have known it for a while. It's not about like, well, it is how hard you go at it, but it's how you go about going hard at it. You're not going hard at it, but just throwing your upper body at it and stuff like that. I mean, your arms, are your levers. So yeah. that's where a lot of speed comes from. Effortless speed comes from being able to move your arms quickly. And then the timing of that with the rotation of your body, I would say is really what creates the most speed. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a lot to be said about just literally training your arms to move fast. I mean, like if you have the super speed trainer sticks, or if you do like like Bryson's practice, he literally sits there, I think, with a driver and just swings it as hard as he can, but in the proper sequencing. And there's, I mean, you have to train your arms to be able to move that fast. It doesn't just happen, you know?
0: No, that's, it's, it's you are training your body to move faster. It takes, it takes time, like you said. It's, you know, and that's, that's some of the thing that the majority of golfer or um, the high-handicap golfer might not understand is that, you know, golf is a very physical game. You have to be an athlete to play at a very high level, whether it's nutrition, whether it's the duration that you're going to be out there walking. You know, they're, they're walking each tournament. They do practice rounds, walking. You know, when they're, they're practicing at home, I assume they're walking so that they can prepare them, their body for um, those tournaments. But then oh, they're, sure. they're the gym and stuff like that, they're just a great little training thing I like to do at the end of a range test. And if I'm working on a driver or uh, some of the longer clubs is, you know, set five balls aside and hit three of them as hard as you can and the other two have it be your fairway finder swing. And then the median of those two is what you're going to use on the course. You know, you don't want to guide it, and you don't want to swing uncontrolled. And some may think Bryson is swinging truly out of control. But from my perspective, in my opinion, he's not. You know, it's proper body mechanics. He has a a crazy setup with all the same length clubs, irons, my bad. Um, He is – He's a spectacle of the game but it's definitely you just gotta you gotta train your body to move quicker and you know then it comes into not flipping rolling you know the matchup. so the faster you move you know the more uh more chances of error and just improper mechanics so that's what it is yeah,
1: Exactly. i mean that's why we practice right that's why Bryson always talks about how much he practices. Probably, I mean, he's moving. He's trying to hit it that far. There's a lot of air. He's got to be, he's got to be able to have it yeah. when he's on the course. And if he messes up, no bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. You talked about um, you looked into Sergio putting with his eyes closed at all or no?
0: I did. So that that was crazy to see for me. It goes back to uh how mental putting is um how mental golf is in general and that's that's why sergio has kind of done what he's done so i read an article saying that it goes back to almost 2017 that he's putted with his eyes closed you know sets up and everything visualizes like crazy and then we'll just close his eyes and what it does is it frees him up so he's been struggling in the past um with you know just kind of either seeing line gaining speed or just having that creativity on the green um so when you can kind of free yourself up in any way whether it looks silly or not um you know these golfers out there are not I'm not worried about what they look like they're trying to they're trying to get that paycheck they're trying to hold that trophy uh and that's the cool part about it. They're not they're not worried, you know. And, and oh, I don't think it's
1: anything anyone would notice either. I mean I had no uh, idea he's probably the
0: size closed, you know. But yeah, he did it apparently in this masters and then he did uh, all the way back to twenty seventeen in some tournaments, it just frees him up. Uh just like, you know, the fad when Jordan Spieth was so hot, you know, my favorite player. Um he used to he used to just look at the hole on his shorter putts. Mm-hmm you said that freed him up as well, and of course, of course, I'm going to do that. I'm a I'm a big speed fan, so I remember doing that a couple of years ago, and um, it's cool. It's it's a different side of it, and you can do it training wise or during a round. Uh, you know, don't be afraid. That's that's something for our listeners is don't be afraid to try something new. Um, if it's going to help your game or free you up, you know, whether it's you got to switch putters, you know, you're not putting that good switch putters, whether it's just a new perspective, uh, you know, take a little time away from the game, whatever it may be,
1: yeah, yep.
0: spark some, some fire back under you and just get yourself back on track. And, you know, golf is a game where the ball is not moving. It's not, it's not soccer. It's not hockey. It's not football. You know, there's really no contact other than when, of the relationship from your arms, hands club to the ball. So other than that, it's just you and your mind and how creative you can be out there, so yeah don't
1: let uh, don't let your buddies making fun stop you either. Exactly. I mean if it's working for you, then go ahead and do it. I mean
0: it's all that matters just allow yourself to try some new stuff, free yourself up, and I think that that was the main takeaway from surgery. I was just you can see you know how how dedicated these players are to finding the next big thing for them or just staying hot.
1: Totally. I know a guy that puts with his eyes closed. Okay. He gets hot time to time, starts making a lot of putts, Chris Felix. Chris Felix oh yeah, you said that. That's nice, yeah. That's
0: cool. He, he can play,
1: so. he's the same thing. He doesn't care what people think. Yeah,
0: is it to free him up a little bit? Is that the same mindset or is it something
1: I think so, yeah. I know he gets a little like sometimes he gets giddy over shorter ones. And if he just closes his eyes, he's not worried about, you know, the task at hand. He's just they can feel his stroke and he just strokes it and then whatever
0: happens next, next time you hop out there whether it's practice or play give that a shot listeners give that a shot see if you like it you know try it on longer shorter uh I think too I've, I've definitely tried it myself it will you'll know how good your mechanics and your setup are yeah you'll feel it your hands and everything will move kind of uh swerve on the you know the the path You'll be able to feel if you're hitting a center or not, or you can throw some face tape on your putter.
1: You know, it's, it's a great way to explore your feel, figure out it how good your feel actually is. Uh, I want to go back a little bit back to statistics okay. because a lot of amateurs don't keep their stats. Um, I'm a culprit of that from time to time. I don't always keep my stats. I can keep them in my head though and kind of go from there. But um, definitely something important to pay attention to and a way to assess your game and figure out how to improve. Um, what would be your, you have to pick one area of the game someone has to improve on to yield the best results? What would that be for you? Or if there's not one, like what's your take on that? Personally or like just
0: speaking in general terms
1: for a in general. in general. You can take your personal experience with it and then, What's your general advice to somebody?
0: So, the particular part of the game I would suggest working on, well, first, track your stats. You're going to be able to see a lot from that. You'll be able to yeah. kind of decode your own game. But I would honestly say uh, hitting greens. Greens
1: greens, and rubber okay. is huge. DJ so, finished one in that in the Masters. Wow. Well, so. DJ was number one in that in the Masters. Hitting 83% of greens, which is – that's pretty solid. Yep. So, if you think about it, so,
0: of course, we can break it down to however possible. But,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, okay, so you don't hit the fairway. Now you're in some deep rough. Now you can't you can't reach the green. You know, we know that very well from, you know, playing 2K on Xbox. It's just going to put a 5-iron in your hand. You can't reach this long par 4, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle, but no, fast, too, fast, yeah, fast. be fast and going be slow on the chip. But no, all joking aside, hitting the green is just going to give yourself a chance to make that two putt, two upper par, uh, green under regulation, whatever it may be. But you know, that's, and that's another thing too. Is now I'll, I'll let you go ahead. What would be your what would be
1: your topic of discussion? So I was thinking about it earlier. Um, I It's kind of a cop-out answer, but it's just balance. I From stats, from keeping your stats, you figure out where you're good, where you're bad, right? So then from there, I want to go, I want to improve my bad area and then keep my good good, hopefully. So, like, for me personally, I felt like the most consistent improvement to my game was – What like my improvement in ball striking, which again goes to your greens. But I've kind of always been a good short game player because I've never hit it that far and I had to rely on something to get it in the hole. And I just played a lot. And the more you play, the better you get. Um, So short game was there. But for me, as soon as I started going, okay, I'm hitting the ball crisp a lot more and I'm hitting more greens, that's when body of work-wise my scores in general got a lot better and it was a lot easier for me to just go out and be like, okay, I can shoot 74. No issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think if you're new to the game and you're looking to improve your game the fastest, I would say short game. It's the easiest to improve upon and you can see immediate scoring results. If you stop three putting every hole, and you two-putt everyone, there's 18 shots better, you know? Yeah. So.
0: No, that's so true, and that's that comes down to it. That's why I love, I love playing short courses. Uh, we have a nice short course around the corner from my house here that my dad and I usually play, and it's – I just love being able to, whether it's a short iron or kind of just work on that part of your game. The, You know, the mid-irons, the short irons, mm-hmm. get down, and, of course, putting – Um, maybe it really is it's it's wild it's uh when you start working on those things and having a structured practice around those topics uh you really you really start to see improvement and it's it's
1: nice it it compounds for sure totally um and then i would definitely say kids that are not necessarily kids people that are kind of in that intermediate zone of okay i'm pretty good but how do i get better from here so like, what, you like a 10 handicap somewhere in there. I think a big thing stats-wise, the way I kind of look at around is, okay, first off, you got to keep it in play. They're one of the kind of most important shots, which people overlook, is just do I have a sh- driver, kind of a swing with driver, that's going to be hopefully in the fairway in front of me and still far enough. So I'm still getting it out there, 235, 240, 250, however far you can hit it on average. And then – I want to hit 12 greens around statistically, right? Which we still don't do all the time. But if you can, if that's your target, right? You hit 12 greens, you hit the ball, ball and your short game's decent, yep. pretty solid, and you're getting it up and down 50% of the time. So those six greens you've missed, you're getting it up and down on three of them.
0: Yep.
1: And you're not three-putting. The worst you're going to shoot 75, Right. And that's a very three over, but that's a very ideal situation. That's kind of the way you want to look at it, right? So that's spurring from what you're doing from the tee, setting up to hitting greens. And then from however many greens you hit, ideally, if you have a decent short game, you can put up a solid score from there. So that that goes back to you talking about hitting greens. So obviously every factor is important, but I think for sure hitting greens is stress-free. It comes down, the, the last piece of it, bro, like
0: you said, it comes down to knowing your stats. Yeah. And the best way to do that probably is probably through, like, ShotShaver Smart Cards. You know, that's a revolutionary, revolutionary design and product. Wow. <laughs> Sponsor. Sponsor. It's great. You get to, it's a subscription service to track your stats, gets put in all those things for you. All you do is send a picture in of the scorecard, but... Just a, uh, a big takeaway from today. Track your stats. See where you're at. Keep your stats. Keep stats. track Get better. Pad your stats. Wherever you go. Don't pad them. Pad them. Yeah. That's why that shit's got an eraser.
1: <laughs> Don't lie to yourself either.
0: Don't lie to yourself. Never do that. It just no. never works out in the game of golf. We're wrapping it up there.
1: I think that's probably pretty good. How long did we just go for? What do we got? 38 minutes?
0: Yeah, bro. We're going to wrap it up.
1: Lovely. I think it was good. Solid. Good and solid. That's all you need. Any takeaways or no?
0: Keep your stats. Keep your stats. Don't be afraid to try anything for improvement purposes.
1: Uh, Know your strengths and weaknesses from your stats. Yep. Um, Dip it out and hit it deep. That's all, that's all that matters. Yeah. Be athletic. Don't fear anything.
0: Nothing to fear but fear yourself, my friend.
1: And you. <laughs> and, and Charlie Woods.
0: <laughs> yeah, Charlie, Charlie Woods and Tiger Woods coming for our yeah. Uh Terrific. All right, brother. Well, another great podcast.
1: Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so thanks for listening if you have any questions please feel free hit up balanced performance i believe there is also a tipped out instagram now
0: there is let me make sure of the handle it will be live active and updated by the time yep so we got tipped underscore out. That is our Instagram. We will be making other social medias to go along with this podcast soon. And if you're watching this, of course, uh, well, if you're watching the video, this is up on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio file on whatever platform you may choose, go ahead and check out the YouTube or the visual representation of this podcast at Brandon Palmer on YouTube or Balance Performance on YouTube. You'll find it under both. Awesome, brother. Signing off. Signing off, waiting for podcast number four. But thank you for listening to podcast number three, Tipped Out Podcast with Brandon Palmer and Daniel Crispin. Peace and love.